Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Paula with another exciting episode of Coffee Chick Chat. And we have our in-house expert with us this morning. But before we get started, you know how we do it. We're going to shout out our coffee of the week. And it's a vanilla biscotti. Make sure to grab one and drop it in that curry. They're very good, y'all. Our guest today is Sharon Jones. She's a licensed therapist and author. And since our last visit, she has written a book of poetry and it's called The Pouring of Alabaster. So she is here to talk a little about her poetry book and some more projects that she is working on. And our first question, Sharon, is what inspired you to do a book of poetry? wanted to be be a po- poet you know I'm able to speak you know I, I was speaking in the church and I I saw how I could um, you know influence individuals and help people through uh, the spoken word and through voice and so I've been writing poetry ever since I, I used to work at a group home with young women most of the young women were from Alameda County from Oakland California they had many adverse issues and trials and I, and I worked overnight and so at that moment I realized I had the gift of poetry. I would sit at night instead of falling asleep because I had to stay awake and supervise them. And I began writing poetry. So that's why I really saw that I had this gift to, you know, speak from what was within me or from what was going on. That is excellent. So you're sitting there at the job and said, hey, I love these little things that are coming to mind. I'm going to write a book of, or just just kind of started writing poems but never really put it in written form until now yeah well I put it in written form but back then I was young and I was always trying to date and things like that so I wrote poems like from the heart like soldier and you know I'm looking for a soldier and and I miss my boo and things like that so it kind of started that way okay. yes okay so why is portrait important to you Poetry is important to me because I am a complete fan of the 1600 poet Rumi. I love the way his poetry speaks, um, you know, uh, to and through the soul. And so I realized that poetry is a way to wake you up, you know, when you're going through things or when you've gotten to a place where you can't help yourself or you're not thinking right. You know, all of a sudden you'll read this poem. It's almost like a powerful quote. But it's, I would say that poetry is many lines of power. And so that's why I like poetry. Okay, that is awesome. Do you have a favorite poem from your book? Yes, I, I do. I, I love the poem Dynasty. Uh, Di- Dynasty is kind of like a dedication, you know, uh, to my ancestors and to the uh, to, to family that, you know, made it here, you know, through enslavement. and. Uh, we are the um, fruit of them making it through. Uh, and so that's why I always say that I'm a daughter of a dynasty. And so I love that poetry, that poem, because it is a dynasty to make it through such adversity. Uh, we're, we're speaking a lot about trauma now, but imagine having your ancestors packed on a ship as cargo side by side. There's no bathroom and all the luxuries that we have today. They can't even get up and take a shower because really they're goods and property. And so uh, I feel that I am the daughter of a dynasty. And most recently, I took the African ancestry uh, test and found out that maternally, uh, my family's from 
uh, Equatorial Guinea, Bioko Island. And so I've connected with uh, some of the individuals from that island, and, and I've uh, been learning a lot about their worldview. They are indigenous people. And of course, that's some things that we would never know if there wasn't science or DNA. And so that further solidified my belief, you know, that I'm from a dynasty, you know, uh, I've made it. And so they've even, they, they even call me Belay'e, that I'm a stream back to my people. And so now the uh, another book or seed that's germinating in me is that I'm going to write a poetry book and I'm going to call it Belay'e, a stream back to my people. And so probably I'll be coming with a compilation of poems on that. That would be awesome. Cannot wait to read. And I see you dedicate the book to your parents. Why was this important to you? Again, I think it's a part of that uh, dynasty or that legacy. You know, uh, humble beginnings, um, uh, just hanging in there. And, uh, you know, they, they've been there with me. So I said, well, let me give them a shout out or kudos or whatever they're calling it now. And so that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you say um, African ancestry test, so that is different from the uh, regular ancestry DNA. Is that a, a separate? Yes. 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 Uh, I, I also... Uh, so the ancest the uh ancestry.com, which was more or less uh, the ancestry DNA uh test, and that's where Paula, you came up as a cousin as a shared match. But the African ancestry test, it lets you know uh not only the location, you know, maternally or paternally, you know, the male has to take the paternal test. And so not only did it let me know that I was from Equatorial Guinea, but it also let me know that I come from the Booby people who are the indigenous people to that island, to Bioko Island. So there's two. It's a little bit more costly and pricely, price, but when you look at identity and when you look at learning about your people and why you do things, like my fourth grandmother, her name was Scylla, and on the island, that's a common name on the island, Scylla. And they also have uh, the African version of the uh, Virgin Mary, which is called the Basilla Goddess on that island that protects and watches over the island. So I, I love learning. And so, of course, it, it's helping a lot of poems flow out of me. Yes. I love that. And especially since you say you were getting ready to um, write a book about the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the far back ancestry. That's going to be really yes. fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, uh, and, you know, everything is about identity. Uh, so often, I've worked with foster children who have been displaced from their parents and they strive for that connection and that, that identity, that family identity. And so identity is so very important. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your new recent book that was published in May, Rising Above? Yes. Uh, a lady reached out to me on Clubhouse named Ina. And, um, uh, she said, I think this might be something that you want to participate in. So I'm like, I looked at it and I closed it up and then I would go back to it. And I said, I'm a little bit too busy for, you know, you know, to do too much. I need to slow it down. Mm -hmm. And so then one day the spirit spoke to me and said, I think you need to be in, in this book. And it's like once you learn about something, like it starts popping up everywhere. So then everybody that was talking was like gaslighting and. The, you know, and things like that, and then, oh, he or she is narcissistic. And of course, I work in the field where they're talking about personality disorders and all this type of stuff because I work in behavioral health. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, 
I, I decided to write about uh, soul care because I think that everything flows from within us, even though we focus externally all the time on our problems and everything, but it's just like a plant. What is within us is the seeds that are being produced and then they show outward to everyone. And so I wrote about soul care. We have to protect our soul. Mm. Some of the things that we go through cut us deep to the soul and we have to address that. And that's why I like poetry as well, because it flows out of the soul and our experiences and those things that are deeply rooted within us. And so I like that flow because it's, it's therapeutic. Poetry is therapeutic. Just like journaling, when you write it on the paper, it's a way to release your energy, to release your spirit and to free your soul. And so, yes, that book was, it was many women uh, within that compilation. I was more or less coming from a practitioner and the voice of the many women that I had served uh, through uh, psychotherapy. Many of the women had experiences where they had been in a narcissistic, I, I just say straight out abusive relationship for 20 years. And they kept trying to make it because of the children or they kept trying to make it because of, of financial matters or things of that nature or, or their faith because the, the right thing is to stay married. and so. I would encourage people to get that book because if you're in a place of even domestic violence or or knowing that a, you're in a relationship and a person is pretty much emotionally holding you down, oppressing you, you don't have a voice, you can't leave the house at a certain time. Uh, when you walk in the room, uh, there's like silence and, and you feel like you've done something wrong. I would say, uh, look into that book, Rising Above Narcissistic Abuse. That is very, very interesting. I love it. That's why we love talking to you because you you teach us how to uh, take care of not only our body, but our soul and our mind. Because the mind, oh my gosh. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the mind, there's an interconnectedness of the mi mind, body, and spirit. And so it's kind of like if you're, out, if you're not in harmony in your mind, your body starts suffering. You know, you may start feeling pains in your in your body or something like that. And your spirit, you might not want to come out of the room. You know, you can be in a crowd of people and you feel still feel like something is missing. Like, you know, that, you know, like you just can't function. And so we have to uh, function. So energy is a huge part of that. I was speaking about, you know, connecting with uh, people from this island and preserving your energy because mm -hmm. energy is life. Oh, yeah. If you notice when your energy gets low, you may be feeling depressed or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. when too much energy is going out, you're feeling anxiety. You're feeling just, you know, you just revved up. And, mm -hmm. and so when there is no energy, you may be having some type of health issues as well. So uh, watching where you put your energy, you know, or is it going to positive things or is it just going to negative things and you're being petty with other people? Because really you're giving away your life as you give away your energy, because as you know, life force is energy. That's what keeps us alive. You know, the body can't, can't function without energy. And so that's why I like poetry as well, because you're releasing all the weeds, like from the beautiful flowers when you do poetry. I plan to visit Bioko Island at some point. Uh, uh, I've been invited there. Uh, I have a place to stay and things of like that. It's just that I've never been out of the United States. And so everything is, is, a, is a journey. Yes, that is completely correct. Okay, so you go over there and meet some of these ancestors. I know it's pretty fun. Um, 
I yes. sometimes watch the TV shows where mm-hmm. it's I don't remember the exact name of it, but these people help families connect with ancestors that, you know, and it could be across the waters. So that's always nice. It's always fun and very interesting and something you can share at a family reunion. You Like, you know, the entire mm-hmm. family visit, but one family member and come back and say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I went to visit this island and this is what our people look like. This is what, this is the way, this is our former language. So I love that. Yes. And I love yes. that putting it in forms that's going to be very nice yeah and also it's a tropical island it's, it's okay. a beautiful tropical island with waterfalls and of course i went to, i got to go to hawaii and i was thinking oh i should live on hawaii but <laughs> what better thing than to go back and connect with your 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 ancestors the people from whence you came uh you know mat- this is my maternal side so it would be it's real powerful i'm learning so much uh about this place and, you know, God and uh, an interesting thing about this place, and I know we're speaking about poetry, but this is going to flow a lot of poems out of me, is that it was colonized by the Spanish. And so all of the Black people over there are speaking um, Spanish. They also speak the Bubi language, but they are fluent in Spanish. And so I've been learning Spanish here in in efforts that I go to this island and what will happen is, is that I need to speak the language. The language is the heart and the centerpiece of any culture. And so, so I've been learning Spanish, yes. Okay. And they're going to appreciate that as well. That's awesome. How are you doing? Yes. You use a different type of app or are you just like learning? Just Well, I I, I like the Busu app. B-U-S-U-U is, is very good. And so Duolingo, I was practicing on that one but the busu I, I love it better because they have a little video and then the person will say the word like ola and then you can see the spelling of it and then you, you can tie it all together and but i live up here in the heart of the central valley in california and our dominant population is uh hispanic people so about i would say 60 something to 70 percent of the population so spanish is all around me but i only got this in my heart when i found out that I was from Africa, where people were speaking Spanish. Very interesting. So awesome. Yes. Well, we just appreciate and thank you, Sharon, for getting up bright and early. Yes. To chat Let us. me say this. I was thinking also, when you asked me about inspiration for poetry, I have to say I was inspired by your grandmother, Mama Helen, for writing in the paper in Cachetta, Louisiana. I used to always think that was courageous because oftentimes, uh, people feel that black people can't write, they can't do anything like that. Your grammar is off and all of that. But I was really inspired because she pressed on for years and and she wrote that article. So I have to say that uh, that was some of my early learning for people who were, uh, you know, writing your grandmother. So, yes, uh, I think that had education, but she was faithfully writing her Morgan by your news every week. <laughs> yes. And my daughter, I, I thought I had shared it, but she said, I didn't even realize it. I say, oh, yes. 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 So, you know, uh, Brittany has written. And so she didn't know her great, great grandmother was writing up a storm for that paper. And everybody was reading that. Yes. It, it was very inspirational. Yeah. I had to say that before we get off of here. Yes, that's true. I read all the time. It's from Cachelle. Mama Helen, Mark Bayonne. <laughs> yeah. And and also since I'm I'm an author, I Googled my little town of Cashada to see if there was other authors there. 
And so there was only about one author that came up. And so I was thinking, how in the world can I get coined to be, even though I live in California, an author from, you know, Cachetta, Louisiana, because I think that's important uh, to highlight. And when I was there, I was going to go, uh, I already took my book to the library in Cachetta because I, I like to close the loop, you know, <laughs> you know, and things of that nature. And so I was going to have a little book giveaway or signing there. But of course, COVID was going on. And so, you know, all the parameters and barriers with that. But yeah, I had to say that before getting off that that was an inspiration, you know, during her time. And uh, I grew up, uh, you know, with the Morgan Bayou news uh, information that she was putting in there. So, yeah, I wanted to say that. So maybe you and Brittany can go and do a book signing down in Cachetta, you know, two authors with Cachetta roots. Yes. Definitely have those Cachetta roots. So you got to give a shout out to to that place and to encourage other people. Since we were speaking about the pouring of alabaster, when you pour all the junk out of you, then you have room for the things that you really want, the the room for your dreams and your hopes and things of that nature. So instead, I, I see even on Facebook, and it's a lovely place, but I see people focusing only on that which is not good. And so just imagine if you pour that out and replace it or make room for the good, I think you would have a different story and a different reflection. So I love it. I agree. Is there any other projects that you're working on that you like to share before we leave this podcast? Yes, I'm working uh, with, with a gentleman named Cesar on the island to have my poetry book um, translated into the Bubi language. It's a very um, eloquent language. and I always get these ideas. That's why I'm up so early, because I would also like to close the loop. And it is my dream for the women on the the island of Bioko to be able to read my book. Right now it's in English, and I can also get it translated in Spanish as well. But I would like for them to read uh, the book from a perspective of, you know, I'm in a, I, they call me American booby because I'm a booby person in some kind of way through the enslavement. I'm in America now. But yes, uh, different translations of my book to reach different people. I also want to write a children's book about uh, to help young children with their feelings and their emotions and to be able to to release and not to hold on and to learn words to use to free their souls. So I, I'm always thinking of something uh, to, to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think our young people need all of that. Yes, because. It's like a computer system. When we're weighed down with all that negative stuff, you know it starts moving slow. It starts to getting different messages, negative messages. And so uh, poetry is a way to remind us that, you know, there is hope and that, you know, you can, it's almost like speak it, believe it, receive it. And if you're speaking negative, you're going to receive negative. And so there has to be a shift to the good in our society. Sounds great. So share tell our listeners how they can purchase your awesome book. <laughs> My book is on, on Amazon. You can go to Amazon. It's The Pouring of Alabaster, Sharon Jones, LMFT, which is Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. And, you know, if you want to go there and check it out or... You can message me on, on my Facebook or you can reach out to Paula. She knows how to reach me. And, you know, if you want a copy of the book, um, I'm doing a vendor fair in Turlock, California on April uh, 5th. I always go out, take my books out and talk about, uh, you know, I always come from a therapeutic perspective with the books and things like that. I feel like I'm a gardener planting seeds that, 
you know, people may think that the book doesn't have any value, but what, what helps me, and I know that I'm on the right track, is when people come back and say, I wouldn't be graduating school if you hadn't told me now is the time to do it. Don't keep waiting. Don't keep putting off. Have your alabaster moments now. Of course, that's my first book. And pour out, pour out into the society, pour out into other people. I'm not telling you to have bad boundaries or to be a pleaser, but everybody has a gift within them. Mm-hmm. And and what is a gift if you never shared with anyone? You know, just just keep it hidden. And that's what alabaster, the pouring of alabaster is about as well. Not to die with the poetry in you, but to leave the poetry years and years ahead. Maybe someone will read it and maybe some, it'll help someone. Oh, that so, is. That's how. Yes. And I'm going to put it in my Facebook coffee chit chat group. Yeah. So you guys will yeah. to follow yes. share and to purchase yeah. all her great material to keep our minds, souls, and bodies in check with the great yeah. energy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Your mind, your mind is a gift. It's a, and your body, all of those are gifts that we have right, right, you know, right out, you know. We often think of gifts as the things we buy or things like that, but there are some gifts like having a sound mind, sound body, calm spirit. All of those are gifts. Thanks. So guys, our quote of the week is keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. Tune in next week to for another exciting episode of Coffee Chit Chat. <laughs>